Tasawwuf is basically one of the responsibilities of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Okay, so let's take it back to the Quran. In Surah Baqarah, Surah number two, ayah number one twenty-nine. Rabbana wa baathfihim rasulam minhum yatlu alaihim ayatihi wa yuallimuhumul kitaba wal hikma wa yuzakkihim. He mentions three responsibilities of the Prophet that is going to come to these people. So the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. His first responsibility is to do tilawa of the ayat, call people to the religion, give the da'wah. Second is transmission of the knowledge of the book. And then hikmah, according to the opinion of many mufassirun, refers to communal life. And then finally, wayuzakihim, purification, so tazkiyah. So this is what later became known as the sawuf. There wasn't a name for aqidah. And there wasn't a name like ilm al-rijal when they studied the, the the science of being able to differentiate between narrators of hadith and their trustworthiness and their memory, etc. So this is a name that the scholars later applied to it, but it's one of the Sharia sciences and the, it, it's the Sharia science that deals with the inward traits that are obligatory for the Muslim to have and also those inward traits were, which are obligatory for the Muslim to remove from himself. You cannot act upon the book and act upon the sunnah without having a correct state of heart. Why do we study fiqh? Because Allah commanded us to pray and fast and make hajj and pay the zakat. And we don't just wing it. We don't see the command and we just make up how we're going to do it. We study it from the ulama who know it, who've derived the rulings from the Quran and the Sunnah. And the zakat, pay zakat. We don't just go, well, I think that that probably means this much or this amount or once a month. We go to the ulama who've who have understood it and who can teach it to us. And so similarly, there are commands from Allah and we've been informed by Allah and His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that there are certain things that are obligatory for the Muslim. So anyone with even a mustard seed's weight of pride in their heart will never enter Jannah. So how do you remove that? It's not in the books of fiqh. It's not in the books of uh, al hadith It's not in the books of aqidah. It's from the teachers of Tasawwuf. Making sure that our intention is correct, first and foremost, that we are following the book and the sunnah in the correct way. We are not adding something to the book and the sunnah that we're not supposed to. We are making sure that each and every single act of worship of ours is accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not a single moment of our life passes by without having some remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our lives. No one will perfect their faith until he loves me from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam more than he loves himself or his family. Or no one has perfected their belief until they love for their brother what they love for themselves. All of these things are obligatory for the Muslim. And also to remove miserliness, to not fear other than Allah. All of these things are commands, they're obligatory, and how, so how do we learn about it? We, we study Tasawwuf. And so this is how it benefits us. It helps us obey the command of Allah found in the Quran and from His Messenger Worship Allah as if you can experience Allah in front of you. And if you cannot do that, then at least be in a state where you are realizing that Allah is watching you. One of my teachers says that the whole point of it is Tahqiqa al firmly realizing that you are a servant of Allah. When you're at home, 
right? Your heart has to be correct as far as its understanding of the relationships of the people who live at home with you. That's what the Sawuf is all about. Oftentimes, the criticisms that we find about the Sawuf or Sufi culture or Sufism, is the English translation, I guess, is that the people are substituting some practice that's not from the Prophet for a, a practice that's established in the Sunnah. And so when you see people doing that, this is not what, it's, what it should be about. So making dhikr should be according to the Sunnah of the Prophet and there's an, open, uh, there's an open recommendation in the Quran, make much dhikr. These things should, should, maintain, should be within the bounds of the Sharia. So anytime you see somebody outside of the Sharia, all of that is not tasawwuf. You can't serve Allah by doing other than what Allah has commanded. Assalamu alaikum. I'd like to welcome everyone to uh, Sheikh Sadiq's weekend, uh, in which you'll be here November 7th uh, for a day-long lecture on the subject that you've just been hearing about, tasawwuf. Uh, he wants to bring it back to the roots, according to Sheikh Sadiq. Uh, a lot of the Sufi culture has strayed from the ijma' of the Muslims. Uh, the subject itself is very important because we're all suffering a lot of anxieties. People are suffering anxieties. People have envy. People have inferiority. People have covetousness for dunya. People are having all of these uh, discomforts within them. And the cure for this lies in the subject that has to do with the heart that is to sawuf. So this is why we're focusing a full day of study and really just to spark and to make, uh, create awareness uh, generally about this subject. So I hope you'll join us. Insha'Allah, November 7th. Jazakumullah khairan. Wassalamu alaikum.